The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In those days a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all which should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken by Quirinius, was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and whom was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them at the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you, and you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Well, the day is here. Um, it arrived at my house swiftly at 6.30 a.m. this morning. My kids are older now, so they set an alarm for 6.30 so that they can get up. Um, and the way that you know that the day is here is that I've already given my credit card twice for electronic devices. We've burned half of the breakfast. I had an argument with my dad, short-lived, but an, an argument with my dad nonetheless, and then I was late getting to church. So, as, um, as they say, the strife is o'er. It's finished. It is done. Um, and that's how we sometimes tend to think of Christmas Day, unfortunately. But we know that that's not the truth of the matter, and I know deep in our hearts that's not why you've come here to worship, but those types of things happen nonetheless. Um, it occurs to me that in the readings, there are a lot, of course, parallels of, of telling of the coming of the one who was to be Jesus, who was to be born. And all of the readings and all of their writers are replete with this language, um, specifically Isaiah, who is the Old Testament writer this morning. What we know about Isaiah is that it was probably authored by three different people, maybe even one of those was a group of people. So it wasn't the same person. 
um, and only one of them was possibly called Isaiah, so it's a, it's a, a, a compendium, as it were, of books, but this first section is the section that would have probably been authored by the actual person himself. And as it continues, we get into a later section of it where about 15 years ago in my life, I was visiting a friend of mine who uh, was a mystic, very much a, a Christian mystic, and she still is. Actually, she's a nun now. And um, we were chatting, and she said, I have a word of Scripture for you today. The Lord's asked me to give it to you for one reason or another. And so she wrote it down and gave it to me. I went home and read it, and I uh, didn't really know what to make of it um, because it's the section of Isaiah where uh, he's speaking for God, and God says, for your words are not my words, neither are your ways my ways. But just as the rain um, falls upon the earth, so will my word that falls upon the earth, for it shall uh, accomplish that for which I have purposed and returned to me. And so I read that, and the first way that you take that is, well, gosh, I must not be doing very good. My words aren't his words. My ways aren't his ways. This doesn't sound very good for me so far. Um, but as you continue to read Scripture throughout your life, you begin to realize just exactly what the meaning of some things are, and some things have a multifold of meanings, and this one is one of those. But we know that Jesus Christ is the Word. That's what we've been told. We know it again and again. It's used that way. He is the Logos, is the Greek, the Word. We see it again in John's Gospel, which we'll have next Sunday, which is the prologue. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, what was God, and the Word was with God. And in the beginning was all things made through Him, and without nothing, nothing was made that was made through Him. So the Word is there. And so your words are not my words. Our word is not what belongs to God. God's word is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ does belong to us, but he begot him and gave him. Our ways are not those ways. And we know that Jesus Christ is the way because he says it himself in Luke's gospel and in Matthew's gospel. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And so when we read this morning from Isaiah, what exactly is going to happen and who it is that is going to come, we read about the magnificence of one who will break the yoke of the burden of the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors that is broken as on the day of Midian. For a child has been born, a son has been given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there, should be in, there will be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time onward and forevermore, and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. When I think about this day and all those funny things that I named a moment ago, and when I try to uphold the fact that the Word is Jesus Christ and that He is the way, and that he has been born, I have trouble reconciling the two things together, that one who has been born is the Son of God, who is named Magnificent, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. That doesn't sound like today. That doesn't sound like the frame of mind where most Christians are at today. And that's not a slam against y'all or anybody else. We're all in the same boat. 
It just doesn't seem like where our head is most of the time. And part of the reason is, I believe, is because of what the world tells us. The world writ large, you know, Madison Avenue or whatever it is that you want to talk about, tells us a different message. It tells us that batteries are included. It tells us that no additional fees are needed. It tells us that belief in this political structure or in that political structure or in this thing or in that thing will save you or save your nation. And the fact of the matter is, is that the words that are God's words are Jesus Christ. The ways are Jesus Christ. And nothing can save you and nothing can do anything except for Jesus Christ. No one can. He is the final word. Now, it hasn't been spoken yet, but it is in the process of being spoken. It began with a cross. And now I know today is the celebration of the birth, but you can't have Christ without a birth. You also can't have them without a cross. The two are absolutely necessary. You can't have one without the other. If you do, then you don't have Jesus. You have something else. If you have just a birth, then you have the birth of an extraordinary teacher, an amazing person, uh, not unlike Mahatma Gandhi. But if you don't have a death and a resurrection, you don't have a Jesus. And so today, as we continue forward into this day, and the world continues to tell us the message that it tells us over and over and over again, and as I joked, I said the strife is over, but we all know the strife continues again, especially tomorrow for those of you that have to return gifts. You know, the strife <laughs> continues tomorrow also. The fact of the matter is, is that all things are done. All things have been spoken in the birth and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is strictly our choice now to either pick that up and put it as our mantle and that burden is light and his yoke is too. Or it is our choice to buy into something else that leads to nothing but pain and unfulfillment. It strictly is up to us. The good news of Jesus Christ is not so much that we have free will. There are times that I wish that we didn't actually. But that we have the ability within our grasp to have an active loving, thoughtful, thought-provoking relationship with the one who created us, the one who loves us, the one who sustains us and redeems us, and the one whom we celebrate today in his birth and later on in his resurrection. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, 
he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Prayers of the people are printed in your booklet. Let us pray. Let us pray for the church and the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others 